Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's going on, Poppy? What's up, player? How you doing? Uh, I'm a little sleepy today, but I'm doing okay. Yeah, maintaining? Uh, I'm maintaining. I got this uh, this C4 um, Innovo T or whatever in the world it is. In, yeah, Innova T. There it is. Kind of got it right. Uh, keeping me keeping me awake right now. Did I? My allergy started acting up at like 11.30 last night. Uh-huh. I had to be up at 6.30 this morning. Started Fuck acting that. up at like 11.30. I didn't go to bed till like quarter to one. I mean that's around the time that I went to bed too, but I had I had I had I had a different reasoning behind that. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you had yourself a pretty enjoyable night last night. Yeah, much yeah. more enjoyable than my uh my sinuses just locked up because of uh allergens. Yeah, so I had to um not had to I got to navigate the jungle that is called Baltimore City. Um, I said it. Um, we were we were all we were all thinking the same thing, but uh, um. My girlfriend got uh, free tickets to the game last night for the preseason game. So Ravens versus Titans. Ravens versus Titans. Yep. So we went. <clears throat> so we went down there, and um, yeah, had a uh, had a good old time. It was her first Ravens game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so it was it was it was nice to be able to take her to that. The story of getting there was just such a fucking shit show. Just beca- <laughs> just be- just because I'm just a a moron. That's the that's that that's the nice way to say it. I thought the I thought the Penn and Pratt Street garages were still under construction, like they were the last time that I went to a game. Yeah. Um, to an Orioles game. Um, and I had to park at M and T Bank Stadium in order to, in order to go to the to the Orioles game. So you were like screw parking at M and T for the Ravens game because that's gonna be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So, so my thought was, okay, well, girlfriend lives in the Middle River area. So, we were getting dinner in White Marsh, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to drive to Hunt Valley, pick up the light rail, and just ride the light rail all the way in. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so first of all, my my phone took me to some random-ass residential fucking neighborhood. Were you using Apple Maps or Google Maps? Apple Maps. That's why. I can't stand Apple Maps, I'll be honest. Yeah, I was using... I was For using, that reason. I was using Apple Maps, and it took me to some random-ass neighborhood. Apple Maps almost got me killed in Baltimore City. Yeah, so, um... It started taking me down Lexington Market. So... For those of you that know Baltimore, you know that Lexington Market is not the place where you want to be if you are not from Baltimore City. Even right. if you're from Baltimore City, you still don't want to be there. Right, so my whole thought was, okay, well, let's go ahead and find the light rail station. So I found it. When we were pulling in, it was pulling. It was pulling away. So I'm like, "Fuck!" Game started at seven thirty. It was already seven at this point. So I had the bright idea of let's just drive up like ten stops, and I'll just get ahead of the train, and then we'll and then we'll park five tickets and hop on the light rail. Yeah. So I drove to Link Linthicum Heights, off exit six on eighty three. Exit one takes you to Johns Hopkins. So you were down there, down there. I was, it, oh, I was down there, down there. 
So I was so so um the little parking lot for Lithicum Heights can probably fit maybe fifteen to twenty cars. They were all taken. Oof. Yeah, so um so I ended up driving still to Penn to the Penn Street garage through Lexington Market uh to the uh to the garage that was open the entire time. Yeah, how did Lexington Market look? Um, luckily I hit every green light and just hauled ass. The only thing that I remember is these two guys were just sitting on motorcycles and one of them, like, I swear his front wheel looked like it was like a whole 32 inch wheel. It was, it was massive. I had never seen a ram on a motorcycle so fucking big. So is he like riding backwards? Like almost like it was just perpetually a wheelie? No, it was, it was proportional. I would say they were both that big. He was, yeah, he was, he was sitting upright. He was proportional. That is, it was incredible. Ma- it was massive. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was massive for a motorcycle ram. <laughs> I love that. For I real. love that for him. For real, yeah. So, um, so finally got there, walked to the stadium, got inside, sat down, watched the game. Ravens got number twenty one in the row for the preseason, which extends the NFL record. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. It's actually the second longest winning streak in NFL history. Really? Behind the Colts, who won 23 consecutive games between the 2008 and 2009 regular season. Huh. I love that everybody, like, discredits it because the games, like, quote-unquote, don't count. They're like, doesn't count, doesn't matter. I'm like, well, it does matter. Yeah. Our depth is better than your depth. Right. It showed last season when we almost beat the Packers and the Rams. Right. The Super Bowl winning Rams. Right. And we, all, and we almost beat them. The number one seed Packers. Yeah. And the, num- the, the NFC's number one seed Packers. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, for those that say that the games don't matter, they're not incorrect. The games, re- the games don't have any meaning, st- like, standing wise. There's, one- there's no direct impact. Uh, well, well. Not no no direct impact on how the season's gonna end up going because once the regular season starts, we it's clean slate. It's zero zero. Yeah, we we reset back at zero zero. Everybody knows that. But for these for these guys who like like fringe players who are trying to make rosters, these games do matter. So hmm. you know the, it, what? Uh, just uh, something else that just came out on ESPN. But we we'll get to that in a second. Okay, you're gonna blindside me. Can't wait. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, these, these preseason games still do matter. Um. Not not in the win loss column, not in the stats column at the at the end of the day, because again the stats just end up resetting. Yeah. But um, for those people who are trying to make rosters, trying to get jobs, trying to provide for their family, and you know live out their dream of becoming an NFL player, these games do matter. For some for some people, it's hey, who's gonna be who's gonna be cornerback three? Who's gonna be cornerback four? Who's exactly. gonna be wide receiver three? Who's gonna be wide receiver four? Exactly. Who's yeah. gonna you know who's uh who's on your special teams? Who's who's running the kicks back? Mm-hmm. Who's running the punts back? Who's being a gunner? Who's not being a gunner? There's a lot of moving pieces that are very important in the 17 game regular season. Right, like you can like you can get a pretty good understanding of who of who's going to be doing what. Yeah, when it comes like during practice. Yeah, like, like you have an idea. Okay, we have we have a handful of guys who we can put back a punt and kick return, and they're going to do a serviceable job. But until you get them real game reps, who knows? Yeah, well, and for a team like let's say the Packers. They just lost Devontae Adams. I believe they play tomorrow. 
Uh, they're looking to see who's going to be their number one wide receiver. Is it going to be Christian Watson? Is it going to be Sammy Watkins? Is it going to be Alan Lazard? Who's number one? Packers play tonight. Okay, so they play tonight. There you go. Yeah, they play tonight versus the 49ers. Is Christian Watson even playing? I think wasn't he facing an injury? Doesn't he have something? He's still hurt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're looking to see now. Granted, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. It's Jordan Love's show tonight. It's going to be oh, it's Jordan Love versus um Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. So and that's another for Trey Lance. Hey, here's some game reps. Here's some real game reps where your receivers are going to get fucking cracked if you if you hang them out to dry. Right. They're not going to get cracked in practice. You're not allowed to hit them like that. I mean, well, you are allowed to, but your right. coach just doesn't want you to hurt your own teammates. Right. Luckily, Trey Lance had game experience last year. He did play in the regular season. A very small dose, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Until he hurt his hand, too. I think he, like, broke his finger on someone's helmet. Yeah. Huh. What's up? We may be, we may be talking about the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. It'll 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 it'll, it'll all be discussed. So just it'll come to fruition. Yeah. Just stay tuned. Uh, yeah, dude. The regular season it does matter. It may not matter to us fans, right? As much as it matters to those teams and and those players. Um, like I said, it 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 tells you what your depth is. Yep. Tell it tells you what your depth is. It gives you a pretty good understanding of what you're gonna of what your team's gonna be looking like this year as well. Yeah. Heavens forbid your starting quarterback goes down. You kind of want to know who your backup is. Exactly. And I mean, lu- luckily with the Ravens, we found out pretty, we found out in a pretty unfortunate way halfway through the season what our backup quarterback is. And uh, I will tell you that, um, dude, Snoop looked money last night. Yeah, well, I mean, we found out a little bit earlier than that when he had to play against the Bears in Chicago, and he got the last second. Like Lamar's like, "Hey, you're up, G." Yeah, and uh, and he went out and won a road game in Chicago, so. <laughs> Shout out Snoop, but yeah, he he looked pretty good last night. But that's a guy he's he's had some uh he's had some some regular season regular season uh reps. Right. Um kind of just to update you real quick. Um Adley Rutschman just hit a bomb in the first inning. Okay. I love that. While we're talking about baseball, uh as of two minutes ago. Let's just jump right into the baseball. As of two minutes ago, Might Fernando well. Tatis is getting suspended for 80 games for a performance-enhancing drug violation <clears throat> from Jeff Passan of ESPN. That's a very reputable source. I like to believe that that's true. Uh, well, it definitely is true because um, I've seen the same exact thing here on CBS Sports. Um, yeah, so Fernando Tatis Jr., he was... Um, He's recovering from a uh, from a fractured wrist that he suffered this past offseason. He's pretty close to returning. Yeah, it was he was coming up on it. Um, but that's the rest of the regular season. Yeah. So, um, let me see here. So, according to the Associated Press, um, he tested positive for the performance performance enhancing drug Clostebol. C L O C L O S T E B O L. Interesting. That was that that that's what he's tested positive for. Now I don't know what exactly that is supposed to be. For all I know, that could just be a banned substance that uh he was using as a part of treatment. 
for his for his recovery from wrist surgery. But um, we raved about the Padres last week for pulling off the trade for, for Juan Soto. Now here they are. They're going to be down one of their big three uh, for the for the remainder for the remainder of the year. Um, so a team that has World Series aspirations, they're um, missing a very very key piece. Judging by your body language over there, I'm, I have a feeling that you just figured out what it is for. Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, close to ball, uh, usually as the ester close to ball acetate. Don't exactly know what all of those are. Is a synthetic anabolic ano androgenic steroid. He used steroids, <sighs> but then again, at the same time, I, like, like, look. But uh, b- before I continue, he took a banned substance. Yeah, he took a performance, uh, a quote, performance enhancing drug in the eyes of the MLB. Also, just looked it up. What is uh, close to ball used for? It's commonly used. Commonly used to treat skin conditions, but it is also performance enhancing. It is a derivative of testosterone, but is considered a weak anabolic agent compared to some other steroids. <sighs> I mean, so, no, so number one, I don't think Fernando Tatis Jr. is, is juicing. I think I think the I think the days of people actually taking steroids, like like Mark McGuire type level, yeah. Sammy Sosa type level, yeah. even Alex Rodriguez type level, those days are behind us now at this point. I more so think that this is a little bit more towards him trying to get his body back in shape, to to be able to play baseball. Yeah, he's probably lifting weights, getting himself back in order, maybe he, push himself a little bit. Right. He and he deci- and <clears throat> he made the decision to go ahead and take something that, whether he knew it was on the ban list or not, is irrelevant. I feel like that. That's probably one of the first things on the ban substance, as it is a synthetic anabolic steroid. Yeah. So, um, he got caught. It's un- It's un- It's unfortunate for San Diego because I know they. They're I mean, in the hunt. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. They're definitely in the hunt. Ha- being down him for the rest of the year. Of course, they made it this far without him, um, so it, it doesn't really have too much of an effect. It's not. It's not like they're. It's not like he was like, oh, front runner MVP, and now he's done. Um, still unfortunate. One of the bright stars in the game. He's one of my favorite players to watch. One that's my, for sure. He's one of my favorite players to watch as well. Um, getting pop eighty games. So. I mean that's the rest of the regular season, um, and then definitely part of, part of next year as well. Yeah, I mean definitely into the postseason yep. too. Uh, probably probably the entire postseason if I if I had to take a guess here. I don't know how many games they have left. Um, uh, give me a second, I can tell you. Let's see. Pull up your calculator. Add these two numbers together. Wait, never mind. I can do this on my own. Uh, so they've played 114 games. They have about 40 left. So it'll, so it'll it'll span in the next season. Yeah, they got 48 games left. There's no way they're playing another nope. 32 games in the postseason. Nope. Phys- I think it's physically impossible. It is. So he's done. Yeah. Well, that's that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 definitely unfortunate for for him and and for San Diego. But then again, at the same time, if yeah, uh, if 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 you're doing something wrong, eventually you're gonna get caught. Yeah. And for Fernando Tatis. He got caught. 
Yeah, I mean, we knew he was facing a suspension coming into the episode. Um, I had to run and use the bathroom real quick before we started recording, and then I like I got the notification on Twitter that he was uh, facing a suspension. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this." And while we were while we were fooling around at the beginning of the episode, it was like, "Hey, he's facing eighty games." So let me ask you this, purely hypothetical. Huh. Uh, let's say the Padres win the win it this year. Mm-hmm. They get rings. You you giving him one? He's on payroll, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying because he hasn't yep. played all year. He was injured, and then he got he got a 80 game suspension, and like he literally just didn't see the field for them. Is he on the roster? Oh, I honestly don't know. If he's on roster, yeah. Which he, he was on the IL, so yeah, he's on roster. Okay, well there you go. Yep. I was just saying that like you as a you as an owner, are you are you like yeah, I'll give him a ring, mm-hmm. even yeah. though he contributed nothing. That doesn't make a difference. Okay, well, I'm just I'm just checking in. I'm just asking. No, of course. I mean, I mean, I mean, you have to. Yeah, I figured. Uh, you know, I figured I'd give it a shot. Give it, a, give it a ask. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's the big news in in the MLB. There, um, big news for Orioles fans, though. Yeah, this is um. It's not. It's not massive. It's not incredibly massive, but it is a sign in the right direction of things that are coming for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, if you guys follow the Orioles and you follow their their farm system and their pipeline, you recognize this name. I know we've mentioned him quite a few times on here. Yeah, we mentioned him, we've mentioned him a good bit. Number two pitching prospect for the Orioles overall, prospect number four, I believe, for the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, D. L. Hall is going to be making is making his way to St. Petersburg, Florida, which is where the Orioles are currently playing. They're playing Tampa Bay. Um there's been no indication that he's making his debut, but you're just not going to call up your number 2 pitching prospect in the organization without the intent to use him. Yeah, I mean he's the number 1 active pitching prospect in the yep. in the organization because Grace Rodriguez is hurt. Um I think we probably see him in some sort of uh relief role. He'll start. You think he's gonna start? Mm-hmm. One yeah, he'll 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 definitely start. Um let's see here. Who is scheduled to start for us? Ba 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 let's see who's supposed to start tomorrow. Um uh whoever Whoever our quote unquote ace is, because uh, McClanahan's pitching tomorrow. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Voth is on the mound tonight. Is it? Um, it's not Lyles, is it? It might be Jordan Lyles. As it sits at the current moment, tomorrow the ten- tomorrow at four ten p.m. Pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays is Shane McClanahan. And pitching for the Baltimore Orioles is D.L. Hall. Really? D.L. Hall is making his MLB debut tomorrow at Tropicana Field at 4.10 in the afternoon on MLB Network. So if anybody has MLB Network, let me know because I would like to watch D.L. Hall make his professional debut. Really? Because on ESPN, it still has Spencer Watkins starting. According to... That's according his probable pitchers, but... According to CBS Sports, it says that he is going to be starting tomorrow. Sick. Yep. Well, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing around uh, 4.15 tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Watch D.L. Hall. I'm going to be watching D.L. Hall. I can't wait for that. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, it's, it's, it's something very, very exciting. Um, you just love seeing young talent come up and get their shot because we hear so much about, like, they're doing great, they're doing great, they're doing great, they're excelling, like, y- you know, 
this young talent, like we saw, we finally saw Adley Rutschman come up, and everyone like freaked out, rightfully yeah. so. He's playing phenomenal. Um, he was he was off to a struggle, but he's starting to play a lot better now. A lot better now, dude. His plate discipline is unmatched. It's, it's, it's insane. I I like coming from somebody that went zero for zero in a doubleheader with seven walks. Adley Rutschman's plate discipline is just insane. Right. Yeah. So um, you know, with um, with DL Hall coming up, um. It, he could have made his appearance a lot sooner. He's been in the organization since 2017. Um, but he has battled injuries uh, throughout his duration here of the um, of his time with the Orioles. But um, you know it's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to see him come up. He's a hard throwing lefty. Yeah. Um, we've we've ta- we've talked about it. We've talked about that before. That's not the most common combination of things to be when you're playing in the when you're playing in the MLB. Normally, your hard throwers are right-handed pitchers, typically. Yeah, and your finesse guys are more more so left-handed. So he's kind of flipping the mold. Um, so it's going to be uh very very exciting. Dio Hall making his debut tomorrow. Yeah, can't wait. Yep. Can't wait. So far on the season, he has started twenty games. His ERA is up around four and a half. Um, so you don't. So he has a two and seven record. Um, but through seventy seven innings pitched, he has one hundred and twenty six strikeouts. So he gets guys out. That's for damn sure. His um, his average on the season is two point one, and his WHIP is about one point four. He's given up ten bombs. Which isn't ideal, but then again, um, in how many innings of work? Seventy-seven innings of work. Seventy-seven innings of work. He's given up ten bombs. That's not hateful. No, that's about one. It's it's one every other game. Yeah, that's not hateful at all. Uh, uh-uh. no. So, uh, it could be better. It could be a lot worse. Um, but when he get, when he gets up, um, to the bigs when he starts playing for us tomorrow, uh, it'll be very very exciting. Uh, with that said, Tampa Bay has a very very potent lineup. Uh, so he's uh, possibly one of the toughest opponents to have your MLB debut against. Yeah, he's going up against some dogs. Yeah, he's he's going up against a really really good raised team. Uh, with da, 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 da. I mean they have uh, G Man Choi, Yanni Diaz. Um, he doesn't have to face Wander Franco because he's he's currently on the disabled list. Mm, that um, helps. But Randy Rosarena, he's a he's a dog. I'm a real big fan of his. Um. When he gets a hold of the ball, that that shit just goes flying. Yeah, Brandon Lowe. Um, so you know it is going to be um, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough debut for sure. Um, but ultimately, I have I have the utmost confidence in D.L. Hall. I'm very excited to see um what he does tomorrow. Yeah, I I can't wait to see what he does tomorrow. Um, I think I think ultimately this means we probably end up seeing Gunnar Henderson at some point this year. Um. Maybe towards the the back end, maybe like the last twenty twenty five games or so, maybe somewhere around there, just to see get a taste of what he's got. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, for me, for me, it's tough because I mean, one thing you have to keep in mind is organizational control as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we see like someone like uh, Yusniel Diaz come back up. He came up. 
for one game. He came up for one game. He had one AB, and then we sent him back down. So that was one guy who came over from the Manny Machado trade, who was supposed to be a very, very good young talent, um, who's end up, he's like 25th in our farm system. I don't know if that just speaks on how good our farm system is, or if he's just kind of declined. Um, so, so with, um, so with Yasniel Diaz, the whole thing with him is he started like, he caught so much attention during the Futures game. He hit two, I mean, he hit two home runs during the Futures game and he really tore it up when he first got into the Dodgers organization. Mm-hmm. Um, he struggled a little bit since he's gotten over to Baltimore, but ultimately he's still, you know, he's still fighting around. He's still doing his thing. Um, Unfortunately, he's not. He's definitely not panning out to the player that everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, yeah. While we're just, I just want to touch on this real quick. I know we don't have it on here. Can we talk about a homie from? Uh, I believe it was the Cardinals organization that hit for the home run cycle. Yeah, That's so so cool. Yeah, so everybody knows that a cycle is a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in, in a home run in one game. The home run cycle is pretty is pretty much the same thing. It's a solo shot a two-run home run, a three-run home run, and then a grand slam. So I don't know what the guy's name is, but um, that's insane. Yeah, it is insane. He did it in nine uh, nine innings, too, like a nine-run uh, or a nine-inning game. It, wasn't, it didn't go to extras or anything. Yeah, uh, so Cardinals Chandler Redmond. So this is the second time in recorded history that this has actually happened. Uh, go figure. The other time, just so happened to ha- the other player that did it, also just so happened to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, and and th- and their and their minor league system. Uh, what was his name? Um, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. The guy's name he just said. Oh, Chandler Redman. He's not even in their top thirty list. That's not important though. But um. Of course, this is this has never happened at the MLB level before, just because there's been 18 games in MLB history where players hit four home runs in one game. Really? Yeah. Um. So, so it's something that's incredibly rare. The closest that somebody got to it was Scooter Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit a grand slam, a solo shot, and then two two run home runs. The last time that he hit, or the last time I act like he did it multiple times when he hit for his four home run game, that which is the most recent one I believe. Um. So yeah, just absolutely crazy, just insane. Um, uh, it just kind of like just one one quick pivot, one more thing going on in the MLB. It's nothing crazy. It's just freaking hysterical. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Daniel Vogelback is, um, but he is a sex symbol in the city of New York. Uh, Daniel Vogelback Some kind is of sex connoisseur. Daniel Vogelback is a six foot, two hundred and seventy pound first baseman. For the New York Mets. His walk-up song. Is Milkshakes. Yeah. You guys know the song. We're not going to sing it. But you know it. That is a big man. Who. Dude. Well, let's be honest. That dude can boogie around some bases. Yeah. Daniel Fogelbeck is pretty sneaky fast too. For being, for being as big as he is. He's a, he's a big dude. Yeah. He, he might be. The closest. Sex symbol in the MLB behind Bartolo Colon. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, of course. Bartolo Colon is big, sexy. He will forever be 
Big sexy. Big sexy. Yeah. He will forever be one of my favorite baseball players. Easy. Easy. I told you the story about how uh, we almost got uh, Bartolo Colon to make a appearance at my brother's bachelor party, right? Yes. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. I kind of wish he would have. It was it was mad expensive, but God bless, would it have been fucking dope? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of these players, if you reach out to them and say, "Hey, we're having a bachelor party for so and so," like, like, will you be willing to make an appearance? Like, they, like they do have a price that you have to pay. It, yeah, the manager's like, "Hey, here's the price." Right, is what it is. Um, but a lot, but it like it's like it's not incredibly difficult to get a hold of athletes. It's really not. Like, like if you go on there, if you go on there, um. Like social media pages, they'll say for business inquiries, go to yeah, X, yeah. So no, that no, that would have been um, that would have been dope as hell. You know what? I have um, I have two things that I want to talk about. This is for the Little League World World Series. Yeah, which is going on up in Williamsport right now. Um, there's this one kid. You showed this to me earlier. Yeah, this kid is every bit of twelve years old. Okay. Of course, during when whenever their names pop up on ESPN, they have like a quick little fun fact about the child, like who's your, like favorite color, favorite thing to eat, favorite subject in school, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So one of the things that he, so one of the questions that he was asked, I guess they ask like the same questions the entire time, and then just display it whenever they have a batting appearance. Um. He was asked who his favorite actress slash actor was. Yeah. This 12-year-old kid said Alexis Texas. Now, some of you guys know who Alexis Texas is. For those of you who do not, she's a porn star. She is very much a porn star. Yes. Um, or an adult, adult actress, if you will. I don't know what is socially acceptable anymore. <laughs> no, no, is no. porn star degrading? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sex worker? Is that, even, that sounds worse, that's, honestly. That, that's much worse. That though. sounds worse. <laughs> I have no clue what the, the she, PC she is, term for that is. She is in the adult entertainment industry. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Um, AEI. She, she is a very recognizable person in the adult entertainment <laughs> industry very recognizable name yeah very recognizable name for uh for obvious reasons i won't go for people that know those reasons you know what i'm talking about but <laughs> but i won't go into too much detail because of course this is not that type of podcast <laughs> no um but i just thought like that's absolutely hysterical also another thing i don't know if you saw this or not um i hope this is exactly what i'm thinking of the kid from wyoming yeah, that was wearing the freaking like workers gloves. This dude was straight up wearing like leather workers gloves. Like something that like you put on when you're going out to chop down a tree and like split wood. Right. And like stack firewood. Right. Like something like something like something that you like 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 hard working gloves that don't damage your hands or, not, or none of that shit. You see the dude hit a fucking tater with him one too. First pitch. Rocked that ball. Oh dude. my gosh. I was that, hoping this is what you were gonna say. That ball that ball was up and a and a little and a little bit out and he got that bat head around and absolutely launched a missile. Oh dude he mopped that freaking out to, ball. Out to left field. God. It, it wasn't a wall scraper. I'm no. pretty I'm pretty like it left the bat with 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 some good exit velocity and it was just on a frozen rope. Until it, until it got past the wall, and I'm pretty sure everybody just like just like turned around and just looked at it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was a no doubter. Oh yeah, he launched that. Bitch. That was a no doubter. All right, I, while we're talking about the Little League World Series, I also want to just touch on this real quick. So there was a controversial thing. Shouldn't have been fucking controversial to begin with. I didn't even see this. Kid from Oklahoma got hit in the head with a pitch. 
right? Uh-huh. It like it like hit his helmet in the earpiece and like popped it off. Like the way that he like turned his head to get away from it, it didn't like smack him right in the forehead or anything. Kind of like maybe like grazed his ear or something like that, but it like popped his helmet off. He shook it off. He, they they deemed he was fine. He didn't have a concussion or anything like that. So everyone freaking relax. Um, he walked down to first base, and the pitcher for the other team was crying. He was upset that he just hit this kid in the head and felt bad about it and was just like visibly upset. So the the batter from Oklahoma stepped off first base, went over to try to console the kid, tell him it's okay, you're fine, gave him a hug, and like the rest of the the team, I believe it was from Texas. Um, came over and like trying to help their teammate and everything like that. The kid actually pulled himself out of the game. He was so he was so upset. He pulled himself out of the game. And people on the internet are like, "This generation's so soft. That's not sportsmanship. They're just being wimps. They're just being like." Blah, blah. I'm like, "Hey, they're fucking eleven, right? Excuse my language, but they're eleven years old." Yeah, like. Like if like if you like if you're a kid competing at the highest level, highest level for them. Yeah, that, I mean, um, and you, I mean, you hit somebody in the head with a baseball. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna feel bad about it. You're an 11 year old kid, right? What are you in seventh grade? Not even. Not even like right? Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, I don't know what the ages are and what like how it like corresponds to grades, but dude, I mean, come on, they're like 11 and 12 year old kids. Yeah. You're going to sit there and call them, like, people on the internet was like, uh, kids these days are just pussies. Like, you're, you're a grown man, you just called an 11-year-old kid a pussy. Right. What does that say about you? I don't know, man. It's, um, it's, it's unfortunate. That I did see. There was, apparently, there was some controversial ending to another game that apparently I didn't see. Oh, I missed this one, um, I, like, I, just, uh, I just watched it. Uh, ball got hit up the left, ball got hit up the third base side. Okay. Um. Ball was signaled foul. By which umpire? You know? The third base umpire. Okay. But they allowed the run to count. How does that make sense? Couldn't tell you. Um, so you can see clear as day that the third base umpire calls it foul. But they said there was a fair ball. Yeah. This was a uh, this was a regional qualifying game. The winner of the game went to the Little League World Series. Wow! So, um, so the team representing Oregon lost to the team representing Washington um, on a very very controversial call. Huh? The umpire called the ball called the ball on the on the field, caught a foul ball on the field, but then reviewed it and said it was fair. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, was the ball fair? Was it overwhelmingly foul? Was it like it was close? Was it right over the foul pole? Like, uh, no, 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 no. It, no, it's it's it stayed it stayed in play. What happened is the kid the kid was hauling ass, uh-huh. and the third base coach told him to go home. But the umpire caught it foul. But by the time the kid was rounding fucking third. That's when he called it. Of course, you're just going to keep on running. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he was on first. Um, that so, kid was moving then. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm about to just quickly watch it again and see what happens. Yeah, I'd have to see the video. I did just watch the video of Adley Rutschman's home run, though. Was that a tater? 
he hit the fucking roof. Uh, I'm not surprised. Like out in uh out in right field. Like maybe twenty five feet from the wall. That's sick. He hit the roof out there. Like the Orioles Twitter was like, We'll ha- we'll never know how far this ball would have went. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Ball was foul. Like overwhelmingly foul. It's foul. Yeah, I could I could they 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 slowed it down and not overwhelmingly, but I could tell it's foul. Okay. So yeah. Damn. They got, uh, so yeah, they, they they so so the umpire so the umpire caught it right in real time. Yeah. But then they went back and reviewed it. But now it's tough because the shadow so 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 the shadow is literally right on the fucking line. Huh. So it's close. It was it like it what it, it was close, but they ended up they ended up calling it a fair ball. That's heartbreaking for those kids. I feel for them. I feel for both sides because like neither side wins. Like well, obviously one side wins the game, but it's like oh well, you guys got here on a fault. You guys didn't really make it right. And the other the other team, if they if it was foul and they got screwed over, they got screwed over, and it sucks. Well, I, and I mean, I mean, like the shit part is, is that the base coach for Washington was doing his job and telling his kid to go score. Yeah. So of course, him scoring and the batter ending up on second, that was the end of the play. Yep. It's not like it's not like the umpires can go back and say, okay, well, you weren't even at second by the time the ball hit the ground. So go back to second. That was the, that was the end result of the play. Yeah, I mean, if the ball was foul and it was a foul ball, then the runner has to go back to first base. Right, right. And it, it, like the, the whole the whole situation is, is 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 pretty shitty. Yeah, it's a pretty shit position to be in for those umpires, but that's what you signed up for. So right, right. I don't I don't feel a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of pity for you there. Yep, that's what you signed up for. You got to make the tough calls. That's why you're there. Yeah, it's um. It's unfortunate. It is. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, you know what else is unfortunate? Uh, I can only guess. The fact that Antonio Brown is still hoping, allowed in, in social on social media. I was hoping we go. I was hoping we would talk about this soon. I don't know if this is real or if this is fake because with Antonio Brown, you can never tell where that line starts and stops. People who are people pe- like, like people say, some people are actually saying that it's fake. I don't think it is. When I, my sister showed it to me the other day and she's like, she showed me and I'm like, there's no way like that has to be fake. Like, like there's just, there's, there's no way. Oh God. Did Mateo? Oh, oh Orioles, uh, Orioles scored another little run. But they hit hit one. Yeah, he a little uh little blooper and out to right field and ended up on second. Think about that. I said what I said. Blooper to right field and ended up on second. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Antonio Brown, whether this is real or fake, was talking about his biggest regret. This might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. 
<laughs> or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up Medusas. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine that was... What, can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. So when you see that and you read that, you're like, that has to be fake. There's, yeah. no, there's no way a conscious human on this earth could genuinely think those thoughts. Yeah. Get alone. Say them. Right. Well... I, I thought it was fake until Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown tweeted it and said, sincerely, A.B. Now, once again, you still never know if that's fucking fake or if it's real. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think of this guy. I think he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. I think he's an absolute moron. I would agree. Uh, but yeah. What? I don't know. It's be it's 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 it, it's beyond me. I think he's um, I just think he's stupid. That's like the nice way to say it too. Like I don't under I don't understand. Like you you don't get to see yourself live, motherfucker. You lived it. You did it. I, <laughs> you you were the closest to live as anybody else can get. Like right. Like nobody else can be closer to it. Right. Yeah. Like you are it. You did it. What do you mean you don't get to see it live? Like you fucking did it. He's so dumb, dude. Like that's why I'm like, this can't be real. Like there's no way. There's but, also no way he put himself in the same conversation as the Beatles and Jesus and Jesus. Yeah, I just I was like, it can't be real. If it is, someone get him a brain scan, like immediately. Like call an ambulance and get him. A brain scan. Call someone. I don't know who. Call fucking Oprah for all I care. Call needs- Oprah. Call an ambulance. Call G.G. Wentworth. <laughs> Just call somebody. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he like he needs some he needs some type of help. I don't know what kind of help he needs. It's either he needs to like find out what book Oprah's reading next. He needs to find out if he has CED. He needs CET. To f- huh. CTE, CTE. There it is. See, uh, I, yeah, I was. I was I, you said that. I was like, that, something about that just didn't seem. Yeah, right. CTE. He needs to. Maybe we have CTE. Fucking might. <laughs> he needs to figure out if uh, he's gonna get his goddamn insurance money. I don't know. He like, he needs he he needs something. Uh, I don't. Maybe the UPS guy threw rocks at him. Dude, he had. To... And then the UPS guy was like, he threw rocks at me, and everybody fucking believed it because he's a nutcase. Dude, how funny would that be? Dude, if he's coming, if he's coming up with a wild tweet like that, there is no way that that is caused by a rock. Dude had to have hit him with his whole ass truck. Dude threw a dude threw a, a dude threw a brick at him. He, oh, he had to have. <laughs> That's so funny. God, I can't stand him. He had to have held the brick in his hand and hit him in the head as hard as he could have without killing him. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe sports science will do something on that. Wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> How hard do you have to hit Antonio Brown in the head with a brick? To not kill him. To not kill him. But still get him to say things that we can laugh at. 
it's worth it's worth testing. It's worth it's worth the test. We have the hypothesis. We just need to test. We have the technology. <laughs> we do have the technology. <laughs> maybe maybe you and I do not. Elon Musk does. Elon Musk does for sure. Elon Musk. What do you say? What do you say? We give this experiment a shot. You know what we should? This is what we should do. We should tweet at Elon Musk and at Antonio Brown. Yeah. And say, can we do a sports science on how dumb this guy actually is? I'm in. I'm, I'm in, in to see how stupid he is. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we could definitely. I think we could definitely get it done. I can't believe he called himself. He put himself in the co- same conversation as Jesus and the Beatles. Right. Unreal. Dude, shout out Matt Smith. Unreal, dude. Unreal. Unreal. You know what else is unreal? Fernando Tatis says he inadvertently took a medication to treat ringworm. Okay, yeah, I was looking for my keys. My dick slipped in her. Okay, yeah, sure. We we've all we've all fucking been there, yeah, Fernando. Yeah, I tripped and fall and landed right in her vagina. Okay, and my we've... pants fell down and <laughs> right. Pants fell down, condom came on, her pants fell off all at the same time. Just a real hard swooping wind. Yeah. Just did it like it did it all for me. There there was a there was a ghost playing tricks on me in the house. Yep, I was just looking for my keys. Yeah, that's all it was. I thought it was my house the whole time, and I was clearly wrong. Yeah, the ghost was just playing tricks on me. That's all it was. Inadvertently. My ass. <laughs> okay, so now 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 let me ask you a question. Okay. Who has who has more brain damage? Okay. In the NFL. Oh God. Um, is it A Um Antonio Brown? Even okay. Though even though he's technically not in the NFL anymore because he's a free agent, so this is kind of a trick question. Or B Jimmy Haslam. That's the owner of the Browns, in case in case y'all didn't know people. <laughs> it's Antonio Brown because Jimmy Haslam's out here playing the system. <sighs> Okay, fair. That 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 that's fair. What we're what we're alluding to is um the the way that Antonio Brown. Good grief. Um, who do you dislike more, Antonio Brown or Deshaun Watson? Uh, at this point, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Okay. That that was that was that was a, that was a better lead into the conversation. What was the worst thing that Antonio Brown did? Farted in some girl's face. Kicked that punter in the face. <laughs> No, that was just fun. <laughs> yeah. He he gave the esthetician or whoever he was seeing the little toot toot right in the, right in the kisser there. And that's not cool. She's probably licking his bum, that's why. Oh, you didn't have to say that. I'm just saying. I, I mean, mean, you said it. We can't take it back. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I, 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 I said the right button. Well, let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. Shout, shout out to Stephen A. There, appreciate this. Appreciate that, Stephen A. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I, I bet you I bet you Deshaun Watson did the same thing to to a few of those um, masseuses too. Oh, he definitely let a few rip <laughs> during some of those those meetings. Dude, they probably smelled so bad. That's probably that's probably why a lot of them freaked out. <laughs> Some of it, I, I some of it probably was consensual till he let one rip. They're like, "Ugh!" <laughs> you got to think that man's protein intake has to be high. Oh, dude, protein dude. farts are not good farts. No, no. Well, re- really, what what we're alluding to is I saw earlier today that um, Deshaun Watson now with uh with the NFL appealing, what Judge Sue Robinson recommended was the proper thing to do for his suspension, um. 
Deshaun Watson came out and said that he will accept a eight-game suspension and a fine of $5 million, both of which would be unprecedented Yeah, in the NFL. Um, eight-game suspension has happened before. I mean, we've had players suspended indefinitely for seasons upon seasons. Uh, but the $5 million, $5 million fine, that would definitely be unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins' owner didn't even get fined that much for tampering. Right, right. So um, I think that would be one. I think that would be the second largest fine because I believe the Patriots were fined ten million dollars for Deflategate. Uh, you might be right on that. The number sounds right. It's a big number. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find it because I know you have the details of his contract. Yeah. So I was listening to Colin Cowherd earlier this week. Shout out to Colin Cowherd. Um, him and uh and Joy were talking about how uh. Other league um, and team owners, other team owners in the league, really are, are pissed off at what the Browns are doing with Deshaun Watson's contract. Because the way that they structured it, it's, it's a five-year, $230 million contract. But it's really not. His, his contract is really four years, $230 million. Because this year, his base salary is only $1 million. Yeah. So with the six game suspension, his base salary this year is six hundred and ninety thousand dollars. So he got a signing bonus of just shy of forty five million. That's not getting touched in the six game suspension. Um yeah, next year and every year um on, yeah, he makes forty six million. Yeah. This year his salary was a million. You're the the Browns basically rigged it. So that they don't have to pay him shit, knowing he's going to get suspended this year. The Patriots were fined a million dollars. I'm sorry. Okay, so you just added a zero. Yeah, that's oh, fine. Well, well. Sometimes you just got to add a zero. You have to. Yeah. Right. I tend to look at my bank account with an extra zero too. It's never there, but I like to look at it like there's one there. That's um. It's a very glass half full, um, way of looking at it. Sounds a little unhealthy, buddy. I oh, got, it for sure is. I gotta say. Yeah. yeah also, no, it's while terrible. we're on the subject of Deshaun Watson, currently, he is, he has he started the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars here in the preseason. Uh, currently, they are. It is fourteen oh nine left in the second quarter. Jacksonville is up thirteen to nothing. <laughs> the uh, Cleveland Browns have gained a total of seven yards. Hey, Watson hey, is one for five with one pass to David and Joku for seven yards. Hey, you guys got a forty-six million dollar. Well, I mean, technically, I guess you're only paying him seven hundred thousand dollars. So, you you know, you you get what you pay for, right? Right. Fucking bomb. It's preseason. I'm dropping a lot of f bombs this episode. It's preseason. I'm not looking too far into it. Um. So it is what it is. On a side note. A boy that you're a big fan of, Evan Ingram, he did score a touchdown. Hey, look at him. Look at Evan Ingram going on. He had the he had a case of the drop season uh, in preseason there in uh in camp. Uh he's had he's had those problems a little bit more than just camp. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's been for uh you know, just uh, a season or three. Right. <laughs> a season or three or five since he was a first round pick and it's it's been his entire career so far. Mm. Uh, but yeah, everyone's pissed off about how the Browns basically rigged the contract with Deshaun Watson um, under the precedence of of pretty much knowing he's going to have a significant uh, suspension this year. 
Um, and they were saying they did their due diligence. Yeah, they did their due diligence in protecting themselves and not paying a dude a shit ton of money who's not going to be there. But it's scummy that it's all fully guaranteed. Like, yeah. Um, it, it's scummy is what it is. It is scummy. It's not illegal, but it's scummy. No, it's like it, it's 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 far from illegal. So now this so now this is the thing. Um the way that they handled this whole so 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 here's the thing. You pay you pay a stupid amount of money to convince this quarterback to abandon his team. Yep. To come play for yours. Uh-huh. And so to protect yourself so you're not paying him out the wazoo. You only give him a million dollars this year because you know damn well he's getting suspended. Oh yeah. So this uh, that's a very very bad mark uh, for the league, if you ask me. Yeah, it, lo- it looks terrible. So number one, Jimmy ha- So apparently, Jimmy Haslam is not a very big, uh, not a very popular person in the NFL to begin with. Apparently, owners are not very fond of him. For reasons, couldn't tell you, but apparently that is the case. Um, so it is, um, it's, a, it's, it, 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 it's kind of a head scratcher that you're trying to ruffle up some feathers like this. Yeah. I gotta say. It also just came out, so, um, when we, when we were starting the episode, <clears throat> I got a notification from ESPN about Deshaun Watson. And that's why I kind of made that face. And I don't know if that's the the um the notification that you got over there as well. Uh I, I saw the eighty game suspension. Okay. So this is a little bit of a of a little bit of a fastball at you. Okay. Um Deshaun Watson came out and said in an in house interview on the Browns pregame show. I want to say that I'm truly sorry to for all, all the field, women. Yeah, for all field actions as the NFL appeals, his suspension is ongoing. I just, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I want to say that I'm truly sorry to all of the women that I've impacted in this situation. Then uh, he he come out and what did he what did he say uh, differently today? Um, the decision that I made in my life. The decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position, I would definitely like to have back. He said on the Browns pregame show. But I want to continue to move forward and grow and learn and show that I am a true person of character and I am going to keep pushing forward. Sounds like you're doing a little damage control here, buddy. Yeah, so um, if anything, I think this makes him look worse. Because now... So I, so for him getting suspended for an entire year, I think the heat is really on. I think he knows that. Yeah, I think probably those uh those meetings with the uh, former attorney general of New Jersey are, are probably not going in his favor. Uh, no, oh, oh, I I I know I know damn well they're not going to because this guy was appointed by the league to represent the league in order to give them the decision that they wanted. Yeah. So I know it's not going to work out. I know it's not going to work out in his favor. Um but now of all times is when you choose to apologize. Yeah, when you 
basically said that you weren't going to apologize because you didn't do anything wrong. The same way you said you weren't going to settle because you didn't do anything wrong. Right. So then you go ahead and settle all of them besides one. I don't know if they've all been settled or not. All but one. Last I saw it was all but one. I didn't hear any news otherwise. I think so, I think um, it's still standing there. Yeah. So, um, so you so you settle after um, after you said you were going to, and now you apologize after you also say you're not going to. Um, Wh- which one is it? Yeah, I'm curious. Are you not apologizing and not settling because you didn't do it, or are you settling and apologizing because you did? Right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, this is um, this is now me losing respect for somebody that I already spec- respected very little. Now I I have no respect for Deshaun Watson whatsoever. Yeah, nope. Uh, eh. he's good. He's done. He's done. But and and now now this is a thing. I mean, say he's suspended for a whole year. That's two years of not playing football. Mm-hmm. This is his. I mean, this is this is his first. They're not meaningful snaps, but they're his first snaps since um since twenty twenty. Right since since twenty twenty. Uh, Josh Dobbs has since entered the game, and he already has twenty eight yards passing. They've been on the field for four minutes. And to think the Browns want to trade for Jimmy G. Yeah. So um. You know, this is the, it, it's a real tough slope to be on now if you are Cleveland. This is a real Cleveland thing to do. This is a real Cleveland thing to do. It, <laughs> I it, love this. It, it really is. But, um, you know, it makes you think, okay, this guy got a fully guaranteed deal, and he's going to be there for at least the next five years, okay? Because if you're giving a guy $240 million fully guaranteed, there's no way you're not going to keep him on roster. Right. Ziggy, my guy. I know. If you are a um if you're a player in the NFL, would you want to go anywhere near the Browns? No. Neither would I. Nope. Um th- like this whole th- this whole clout surrounding them is just so toxic at this point. Um they're doing themselves absolutely no favors. If I was a player, I'd be like, hey, look, I don't need a no-trade clause. Um, I just want in there that you will not trade me to the Browns. Right. That's it. You could trade me to the other 30 teams in the NFL. Right. Do not trade me to them. That is my one and only stipulation. Yeah, you know. It, it, I'll take a million dollars less a year. Just you, do not trade me to the Browns. You know, it's tough because, so, the ownership is, is essentially condoning what he did. Without officially coming out and saying, we condone what he did. The contract kind of speaks for it. The con- the contract speaks for it. They were very much aware. I'm pretty sure Watson had to have told him, hey, this is what's up. Yeah, hey, th- this is what's going on. And the Browns are like, hey, you're probably going to be suspended for a year. But we still want you as our quarterback. So we'll give you, a- it's a five-year deal, $230 million, fully guaranteed. But we're only going to give you a million dollars this year. Because you're going to be suspended. It's really a four-year $230 million deal, fully guaranteed. Right. With a $45 million signing bonus that's not involved in any sort of penalty at all. Which is wild to me. Here's a shit ton of money. Pay it all, Pay off all the cases. Settle all the cases. You're going to get fined. This you're, is enough money for you to do all of that and still have a shit done. 
depending on what those settlements looked like. I mean, there was a lot of cases. So if he gave them each like hundred thousand dollars, that's still that's still like almost three million dollars. Right. It still doesn't, still doesn't touch that two hundred thirty million mark, but right. Uh, maybe maybe he gave them all a million. I don't know. I prefer not to know. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know what those numbers look like. We'll yeah. probably never know. It's probably in an. It's probably in an NDA. So right. We'll never know. Right. But yeah, um, they're, they they got Jacoby Brissett as their backup. Josh Dobbs is their third string. Um, I don't know where Jacoby Brissett's at. Why well, he's not probably taking a poop. He might be taking a poop. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what he'd be doing. But there is rumors about the Browns trading for uh, Jimmy G. Um, because of all the Deshaun Watson shit going on. Um, there's Deshaun Watson shit. Jacoby Brissett's taking a shit. Um, so they need somebody to play quarterback, and Jimmy G's better than Josh Dobbs. Um, yeah, I think this would be, um, this would be, like, another nightmare situation for, for, for Cleveland. Because this is the thing. Um, you'd be giving up a lot, a lot to get Jimmy Garoppolo. For a one-year rental. I don't know if they'd have to give up a lot. Maybe like a second or third round pick. That's still a decent amount. I'm for a one-year rental. Sure. Absolutely. Especially considering the fact that your, that, your, that your quarterback of the future is about to be eating up $45 million of your fucking cap the next season. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, how many quarterbacks are they paying this year? They're paying Baker. Yep. They're paying Deshaun. It's a little bit. Not really. Not really, but they're, pay, they're paying him some. They're paying Jacoby Brissett. They're paying, paying Josh Dobbs. They're paying Josh Dobbs. If they take on Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't even know what his cap hit's going to be this season. Uh, it's high. He's got to. He's supposed to make, I think, around twenty-four million this year. Yeah, it's very high. Um, let's see if I can figure out what his cap hit is. I want to say he's around twenty-four million, twenty-four and a half. Uh, um. But right now, the Cleveland Browns are the front runners to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, his odds uh, to go there are plus 200. Um, the Seahawks are second at uh, 350. Dolphins are third, which is weird to me, at 400. Uh, the Texans are fourth at 550. And the Giants are fifth at 750. So, um, he counts towards. $25 million of the cap. It's really 26. Okay. Um 26.9 million, but he has a dead cap of 1.4. So if they trade him, they just incur a 1.4 million dollar hit on their cap. That's not that's not hateful. No. But um but then whoever but then somebody else is taking on 24 million dollars. Yeah. Um So I don't know. I think it's um. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I want no part in Cleveland either. No, especially because their center just got hurt the preseason game. Like bad. Uh, like taken out in the cart. How do you know all this shit before I do? Uh, because I have my notifications turned on for uh Adam Schefter on Twitter. Ah, very wise. That is something that I need to do. Yeah. Ooh, minute ago, Adam Schefter. Uh, Zach Wilson is heading to the locker room after getting hurt on a run. Dude, everybody knows the better quarterback in, in Jets camp is Joe Flacco. 
Yeah, and he's not even a MILF hunter. He's got one. I don't know if she is or not. I'm just saying because he's older. You know what I'm curious uh, at this point. But Brown center Nick Harris is currently down on the field, and the card appears to be ready to take him off of it. Second play of the game. That's uh, that's per Jeff Darlington, but retweeted by Adam Schefter. So, uh, it's definitely official then. Yeah. Um, yeah, would suggest uh, just turning your notifications on for Adam Schefter. You're going to get a lot of random shit. That dude wakes up with his phone in his hand. Oh, he has to. Dude, has he, to. Dude, he has to go to sleep with it in his ass. I, okay. I wasn't going to take it that far, but I mean, I guess there there is always a chance that he could have it in his ass. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to take it that far. No, but dude, dude has to like go to sleep with it in his hand and wake up with it in his hand. Like he's like always on his phone. Yeah, I would love that. Um. Well, hey, right on, I guess. Um, not about their center getting hurt, but gee, okay. Well, Jalen hurts through a little touchdown to Dallas Goddard as he goes uh his ass over uh, his ass over the defender's shoulders. I have to look for the clip of that and watch that. Like he kind of like jumped up and like put his feet out like this mm. and literally like ass over first like the defender. Huh. It's kind of cool. Um to me Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in Seattle or my sneaky spot for him. It's kind of an unconventional one, but my logic isn't unreasonable. My seek my sneaky spot for Jimmy Garoppolo is the Saints. I mean, it, I could I could see it. It's just the whole thing of they do have Jameis Winston and they got him on a bargain. Yeah. I do agree with that. But the like Jameis Winston has a history of not playing the best football. Granted, he was playing very good for them last year before he tore his ACL. Um, but he also tweaked his ankle um in camp um either earlier this week or or, or last week. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, those ankle injuries tend to linger around. I would know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They tend to linger around a little bit, especially if you're constantly using it and using it and using it. Like you got to give it time to, you got to rest it. You got to rehab it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo adds some stability at that quarterback spot for them. They're, they're in contention. Um, if they had a stable quarterback, I personally think they could give a Bucks the Bucks a little bit of a running a little bit of run for their money on that division. They're definitely I think they're definitely good enough to make a wild card spot, especially with Jimmy G at quarterback. They do have Michael Thomas, they have Jarvis Landry, they have Chris Olave at the receiver spot. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a slang it downfield kind of guy anyway. Michael Thomas is a route running possession kind of receiver. Jarvis Landry is a more of a possession guy. And Chris Olave can kind of do everything pretty well. Like, I wouldn't say he exceeds at one thing more than another. Um, so it kind of, like, Jimmy G makes sense in their offense. You have Alvin Kamara. You have Mark Ingram at running back as long as Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended, which is, I think it's leaning that way. I think it's leaning towards the fact that he's not going to get suspended or at least just a, a shortened suspension. Yet. Not going to get suspended yet. Okay. Yet. Um, so Jimmy G kind of makes sense for that offense. And like they could be a they could be a viable team in that NFC. That NFC, I don't want to say is up for grabs. I think I think everybody's still playing catch up to the Rams. Yeah, I I don't I don't, I don't think it's close either. I think everybody is. I I'd say the Bucks are, are behind. The Bucks are are probably the closest. I would agree. Yeah, they they are they are probably the closest. 
Um, and then and then maybe the Packers, and then maybe the Saints if they have Jimmy Garoppolo. Only re- I, I think the Packers aren't going to be great this year. What are you making faces at over there? Uh, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Okay, my <laughs> fault. Um, so that that's my sneaky spot for Jimmy Garoppolo is the Saints down in New Orleans. I think I think it works for him. Did I maybe talk you into it? No. Okay. Well, that was rude. Um, to be honest with you, I don't, I, I, I don't really know where he goes. Um, there's talks about by the end of the month he's going to be traded or released. So he's, he's, I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, I, I, he'll, he'll end up being a camp casualty for sure. Uh, whether it's whether it's a trade partner, whether it's something else, that I couldn't tell you. Um. But he is not going to play this season in San Francisco. No. Well, maybe on an away game, but potentially. Um, I think I think it's probably going to be Seattle. Yeah, their quarterback position is is not great. But see, this 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 is the whole this is the whole thing as well. One thing you have to keep in mind is, okay, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the reason why you lose games. So somebody like Seattle um, probably isn't the best spot for him because he's going to keep you competitive. Yeah, and you'll never get a, a great chance at rebuilding. No, no. Which is why the Giants don't make sense to me. Right, which is, which is why the Giants don't make sense. Um, I think uh, the the, Dol- the Dolphins have also been listed as a team that's that has potential to get him, but that makes no sense to me either. It does, but it doesn't. They do have Mike McDonald. I think that's his name. Their new head coach. It is. Um, he was the former OC of the Niners. Right. He was. He was former offensive coordinator of the of the Forty ers I think that's why. I think that's why they're on the list. Yeah, but then again, that doesn't make any sense because I think they're pretty satisfied with, with Tua. Um, everybody's. I mean. They got Teddy Two Gloves as the backup too. Right. I mean, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is raving about Tua. A lot of people are saying good things about Tua. Um, you know, it'll be. Um, oh fuck! No fuck! Austin Both had a uh, had a no hitter going through, uh, heading into the fourth, and Brandon Lowe just got their first hit of the game for Tampa Bay. Well, Brandon Lowe, I don't like you. Yeah, that that's what I was looking at. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's what I was kind of freaking out about. Um, but the play, it it hasn't said what's happened yet, so I don't know what's going on. But that's why I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo to the Giants, is because I think if Daniel Jones doesn't make it work this year, oh heavens, they're uh they're drafting somebody next year. Y- yeah, no, I I completely agree. Uh, he's I definitely don't think he goes there. And Jimmy G takes you out of the CJ Stroud and Bryce Young competition. Yeah. Yeah, and um, now having Daniel Jones there, and def- but see, also having Tyrod Taylor there, if Tyrod Taylor ends up starting for Daniel Jones, he played very, very good last night um, when, he, when, he, when it was his turn to play. Um, I, think, um, I think Tyrod Taylor takes you out of contention for the, one of those two guys, too. While we're talking about Alvin Kamara, I don't know if you saw this or if you were just kind of speaking on it. Um, Michael Balco. Uh, he tweeted 10 hours ago, a suspension for Saints running back Alvin Kamara is more likely to occur in 2023 rather than 2022 per multiple sources. I didn't know about that. Um, I know. I, I mean, I read up on it last week and I, and I saw that it's probably not very likely for this upcoming season. Um, 
No, God, the memes are already starting. For who? For Fernando Tatis. Oh, jeez. He was the he was the cover uh, cover athlete, athlete for yeah. the show Twenty One. So it has him doing that bat flip, but instead of the bat, it's a steroid needle. That's terrible. Like the memes are already starting. Yeah, that's awful. It's, yeah, that came out an hour ago. I think the news. We probably broke the news maybe an hour ago. Yeah, if, if that. Um, good heavens. Um, but yeah, in short, I think um, I think Jimmy G is probably going to end up in Seattle. I think that's the most likely place for him. Yeah. Um, like I said my 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 sneaky place, probably you know, the kind of like under the radar place, is uh, is down on the Saints. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we're since we're on the subject of San Francisco, let's go ahead and jump into their schedule to see exactly how it'll play out for them. Uh, Trey Lance being the starter uh, here upcoming for that for them. Um, so we alluded to it last week a little bit. We don't have a whole lot of games to pick through just because the majority of it's already been decided. Yep. Um, but week one, they're on the road to Chicago. We have them winning that one against the Bears. Yeah. Heading into a week two matchup at Seattle. They win this one. Okay. I think they're just like, I don't. It's a battle of kind of unproven quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Forty ers overall roster, roster is more talented. than Oh, the for sure. Yeah. Um, heading us into week number three, they're on the road to the Denver Broncos. Ooh, this is a bit of a tough one. I think I like the Broncos here. I do too, just because they're going to be at home playing in Mile High for Trey Lance is going to be a bit of an adjustment. And Russ used to play the 49ers twice a year. That too. Uh, bringing us up to week number four, they are at home for the Rams. They lose this one. Yeah. I would agree. Rams win. <clears throat> um, following that game, week number five, they're at Carolina. We have them losing that game to Carolina. And then heading into week number six, they're on the road to Atlanta. We have them beating Atlanta, yeah, giving them a week seven matchup at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Hmm. There's a part of me that really thinks that that 49ers pass rush is going to give Patrick Mahomes hell. Yeah. I think I want to take the 49ers here. I like it. I'm with it. I th- I think that I think that defensive front is is just going to be real physical and and uh, give them some hell up front, which we saw in the Super Bowl. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes isn't isn't great he, at he folds under the pressure. Well, I mean it's it, I can't imagine what that pressure looks like having dudes like that barrel down at you. I'd probably piss myself and just fall to the ground. If I know we're, if we're speaking honestly. Yeah. Um. So I mean. Sh- Shout out to him for taking some of those shots. I mean, the dude was giving it his all. I don't, I don't ever want to take that away from Patrick Mahomes there, but it looked like he just had no clue how to do anything against it. Right, right. Um, heading us into week number eight, they're going to be at the Rams. I think they'll find a way to split. I, I think, I think they take this one. Yeah, they did. I mean, they beat the they beat the Rams in L.A. last season. Mm-hmm. Granted, the Rams beat them in the NFC Championship in L.A., but. It was only like, like what, like four weeks before, three weeks yeah. before, whatever it was. Yeah, like it was the final it, game of the season. It was, it was in pretty close proximity. Yeah. Um, week number nine, they're on, they're going to be on on their bye, so that's a tough one to lose. Um, week number ten, uh, they pick up uh, with another LA team just at home against the Chargers. I 
home field advantage isn't really going to play too much into this, considering the fact that one plays in Santa Monica, the other one plays in Inglewood. Yeah. For those who are, for those of you who are not very good at geometry, that's they're both in California. Uh so it'll be it'll be a pretty a pretty neutral game. Um as good as a pass rush is for San Francisco, I think ultimately the offense is too good for the Chargers. Yeah. I, I you think the Chargers offense is too good for the 49ers defense? Yes. Yeah, I was going to agree with you on that one. I just wanted to clarify and make sure that's what you were saying. But yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, so I think um I think the Chargers end up picking up that one for sure. Okay. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted, Jets say it's a right knee injury for Zach Wilson. Doesn't specify that's... on what it is, but it's a right knee, so that's good. Yeah, that's not great. All right, hold up. I think I royally screwed the pooch here. Uh-oh. Wait a tick. I'm really going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into this because... Is is this an off the air issue? Yeah, it's okay. gonna, it's it's it's, it's going to have to be. We'll hash it out. It'll be fine. We'll no, get, we'll no, get through it. No, 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 I'm good. I was looking at the wrong team the whole time. Oh my gosh, why would you come? Why do you scare the fans like that? They don't care. Maybe they do. I don't know. I was gonna say, don't, don't discredit them. Maybe they care. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you guys do care. Okay, what's up? What's up next? What do we got? Um, so the next few we actually have already decided. Um, so last week we went ahead and did the Arizona Cardinals. Um against the San Francisco 49ers down in Mexico. We have Arizona picking that one up. Um, then they have three games at home, uh, New Orleans, Miami, and Tampa Bay. We have San Francisco winning all three, bringing us to a Week 15 matchup at Seattle. Question is, does Seattle play spoiler? I don't think so. No? Okay. Yeah, I don't have a ton of faith in Seattle this year. Okay. Um, uh, leading us up to the final three games of the season, they have games at home against Washington, on the road to Las Vegas, and at home for Arizona. Uh, they win both of their two home games against Washington and Arizona and end up taking the loss against Las Vegas, which runs them to a record of 11-6. and six. Okay, I think that's a I think it's a little on the high side for them. I agree. Um, just with Trey Lance at quarterback and just not knowing what we're gonna get out of him, it's it's plausible. They they could they could mess around and go eleven and six. It's decisions we've came we've came to earlier <clears throat> though. So I mean, we really can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, they could they could end up eleven and six. I'm not I'm not saying it's it's not a likely possibility for them, but yeah, I think it might be a little high for them. Yeah. Well, while we're on it, um, let's go ahead and knock out the Denver Broncos as well. Let's do it. Uh, so week number one, they're at Seattle. So Russ back home. He torches. Them. I think he, yeah, I, they just absolutely annihilate Seattle. Yeah, I, th- I think they smack the living hell out of them. Um, no, not that Seattle hard. doesn't really have anybody on defense. No. I mean, I mean they got, um, I mean they they got the one piece in the trade for Russell Russell Wilson, but outside of that, was that Shelby Harris? Uh, it wasn't Shelby Harris. I don't know who it was, but it was a it was a defensive lineman. Okay, I don't uh, know why that name came to mind. Maybe it was Shelby Harris. The more I think about it, the kind of it kind of sounds like it fits the trade. But I that could, was just the first piece that came to mind. Yeah. I couldn't tell you why. Um, so heading into the next few weeks, week number two, they're on they're at home for Houston and San Francisco. We have them winning both of those games, heading into a week four matchup 
at Las Vegas. We have the Raiders picking up that win. Okay. Then they get Indianapolis at home, and we have them beating Indianapolis. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. And then another good game following in week six, a divisional game against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they beat the Chargers. In L.A.? Probably. Okay. Yeah. There's just something about the Chargers. I, 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 You're not I, sold. I'm not sold. I think, that, I think they're going to be a very good team this year. I also feel like just from predicting all of the schedules, mm. we have the Chargers winning a lot of games so far. So-so. Okay. Um, Maybe I've been too, like, conscientious of that. Yeah. Um, Heading into week number seven, they're going to be at home for the Jets. Then they fly across the pond to to a game in London against Jacksonville. We have them winning both of those games. Heading into their week nine bye. Then they follow up with games against at Tennessee, against Las Vegas, at Carolina, and at Baltimore. We have them winning all four of those games. Okay. Bringing us to a week 14 matchup against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, I think they lose this one. Okay, I would agree. I think they're riding high. Probably get humbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Heading into a week 15 matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. We already have them winning that game. Uh, bringing us to week 16 against the Los Angeles Rams. At the Rams. I think they lose this one. Okay. Week 17, they're at Kansas City. I think they win this one. Split with Kansas City, I would agree. Yeah. I think I think they're too good to get swept by Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. And then they are going to be at home for the Chargers. I think they'll split with the Chargers. I think they split here as well. Yeah, I think the Chargers win this one. That division is just such a toss-up on how that how it's going to end up playing. I know. Out. I have no clue how it's going to finish. So talent, so much talent over there. So talented. Gives the Denver Broncos a record of thirteen and four. That's a lot of wins. Yeah, that's a lot of wins. But we, we may have been a little too too win happy for them. Mm-hmm. They also they finished last in the division, so they have a fourth place schedule. Right. So. Yeah, but they they're a good team. It's like they they were realistically just a quarterback away. Yeah, we have them going thirteen and four. All right, we'll just have to find out and see. Yeah, uh, we'll have to find out and see, especially if they can add another uh, piece on the defense. Um, so for those of you that do not know, uh, Roquan Smith, one of the best linebackers in the league, um, requested a trade from the Chicago Bears. After the uh, GM uh, and the head coach basically did not want to negotiate in good faith. Before you continue, we really only have eight games left to decide. Is that you asking to just knock them out? No, I'm just saying. Okay. I just thought I thought that was you just asking to knock them out. Purely making an observation, that's all. All right, that's, that's fine. Um, the Denver Broncos have... Uh, According to this website, oddschecker.com, yeah. um, they have the second best, uh, they have 
the Broncos as the second best landing spot for Roquan Smith, um, with the Baltimore Ravens being number one. I don't think that really comes as a shock that the Ravens are number one. I think most linebackers would do very well on the Ravens' defense, um, especially since they made such a big push to get Bobby Wagner and almost had him. Basically, the deciding factor was Bobby Wagner wanted to be closer to home. What's that face for? The Orioles are winning three nothing now. I'm trying to figure out how they're up. Well, there was the Rutschman bomb. There was Mateo's little blooper that scored a run. Rutschman, Rutschman, sack fly, Mateo scored again. Look at those two. Those are the fucking offense. Three nothing right now. I feel like Rutschman's always involved in the offense. Oh, of course. Like whether he's getting the RBIs or he's scoring the runs, he's involved in the in the offense. Three nothing, with Austin Roth carrying. A no-hitter into the fifth. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. Happy learned how to putt. Not saying he's going to have a no-hitter tonight, but, but there is the possibility, yeah. So what's the perfect game look like? Does he have a walker? Does someone reach on an error, or are we just carrying a perfect game? Give me a minute. Because now, now, now you got me curious. Give me a minute. Uh, he has, he's walked one. Damn it, Volf. Yeah, so he will not be. He he does not have the opportunity to get a perfect game. Dang it! I want to know who walked. Freaking Peralta, Yandy, David Peralta. Oh, it was Peralta? Yeah. Shit. Yep, David Peralta walked. What shithead? Maybe in the first, I think he walked. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, regardless. Um, the fuck, are we talking about? Oh, he walked on four straight balls. That's unfortunate. Oh no! Looking at it, according to ESPN, it has like a little strike zone. Yeah, like two of them were confirmed strikes. One maybe a fifty-fifty ball, and one just fucking missed. Oh, really? Two of them were strikes. I can't wait to see. You ever see on Twitter the uh, the umpire scorecards? No. There's a there's a Twitter page where they literally give uh, home plate umpires a scorecard, mm-hmm. and uh, they deem like they 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 look into it like how many missed calls did they have? Was this a strike or a ball? Was it called a strike or a ball? Like was it the correct call? Blah blah blah. And they give them a scorecard. I can't wait to see the scorecard on this. Anyway, back to Roquan Smith. Well, they're not doing too bad right now because right now Voth is, uh, is at four and two-thirds. There we go. Uh, Roquan Smith, um, I think he's ultimately going to get traded because mm-hmm. he basically said, yeah, I'm done with, uh, I'm done with this organization because um, they don't value me uh, as highly as I believe that I'm valued, um, which it doesn't really sound like he wants to leave the Bears. I so so he even came out and said in an interview that he doesn't want to, uh, but it's just how he's been treated by the organization. He just yeah, they wanted to give him like a back ended deal, um, and basically kind of screw him over. They wanted to give him a stipulation in his contract that no other player in the NFL at his position has, which is I don't know what it was. I'm trying to find it now. I don't know if it gave specifics or not. Okay. But I'm trying to pull it up. Um, 
but yeah, this website, Baltimore 1, Broncos 2, uh, Dolphins 3, Patriots 4, and the Cowboys 5. Of course, the Cowboys are always going to be in it, oh, yeah, um, just because they're the Cowboys. Um, I would love to see Roquan Smith in a Baltimore uniform. Um, I think I think maybe like a second and a fourth round pick Yeah, is, is a reasonable, especially because we still got to pay him. I think it's a reasonable uh, bargaining chip for Roquan Smith because I think, I don't remember what Khalil Mack went for. Uh, I think it was something around there. Give or take, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it was. If, if we give up a second and a fourth round pick for Roquan Smith, I don't know about you, brother, but I'm over the moon. Yeah. Um, Especially with David Ajabo coming back off his injury. They're saying he's going to be back around midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, off his torn Achilles from his pro day. I figured he was going to come back around that time. I know you were a little weary um, at first come draft time um, about what his return date would look like. Oh, Jabo? Yeah. For a first-round pick, I was nervous. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, we stole him in the second round. Um, yeah. But uh, with him coming back, I mean, I'm just, ima- I'm just imagining a defensive front of, like, Calais Campbell, um, What's his name? Uh, drawing a blank on it. We just re-signed him again. Uh, not Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. Uh, maybe even Justin Matabike. Um, like that. Like that sort of defensive front. Like just three. Like just real big guys up front there. Uh, according to the NFL Network, the Bears are trying to give Smith a backloaded offer and are not interested in making him the highest NF- the h- NFL's highest paid linebacker, which I think he's the most talented. We've talked about it before. I know you take Fred Warner. I think it's I said Bobby Wagner. I think I think Roquan Smith is up there as well. But anyway. I think he's a top five linebacker in the league. Absolutely. I would go along the lines of saying top three, personally. Okay. And that's not what we're here to talk about. Um the team also putting D escalators in the contract, which is almost unheard of for a highly paid position player. Um of the nine of the ninety-four non-quarterback contracts that pay fifteen million or more, not a single one of them has a de-escalator clause. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I have no clue what that means either. <clears throat> um, the S U E S C U O A de-escalation clause NFL. Um, what does that mean? What? I don't know what it says, so I can't tell you what it means. Um, I don't know what it means. Can I paint you a little picture of what a what a potential uh, Ravens defense could look like? Sure, let me hear. So on the defensive line, Calais Campbell, uh-huh. Michael Pierce, uh-huh. and Justin Matabike. Huh. Right. Top running a three four here. Travis Jones throw him in there too. Wow, I want to run a three four here. Okay. Right. So then so then come come later in the season. It's not about what you want, but okay. Yeah, well it is. Um we got a Dafe away. Uh huh. David Ajabo. Uh huh. On the edges. Uh huh. Patrick Queen. Uh huh. Roquan Smith. Well, leave him out. <laughs> no, no, no. We gotta we gotta envision him in there. I just want to know what the fuck a de-escalator clause is. That's all I want to know now at this point. Escalator? It happened. Then you still have Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and Kyle Fuller. Corner. 
Uh-huh. Kyle Hamilton ro- roaming around back there. Marcus Williams. Tell me that's not fire. Tell me that's not not getting you a little. Oh, it's very fire. It's got it's got your blood moving through your body a little bit more. Yeah, knee, knees weak, ar- arms are heavy. Um, no mama spaghetti though. No, we had Taco Bell, not spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, we did have Taco Bell. That might be worse. I don't know. That tomato sauce is not fun to no throw up. Okay, where the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm. <laughs> that was a big f bomb. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure this out. Well, I'm. I'm just happy you apologize for it. All I want to know is just what a de-escalator clause is. I still only can think of eels and escalators from. Okay. Spongebob. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is now. This is according to the NFL free agent free agency glossary. This is on the NFL's website. Okay. Salary escalators. A salary escalator is similar to an incentive that is triggered by attaining certain performance thresholds. However, the extra money is not always guaranteed to be received. An earned escalator translates into a raise in a future year or years of the contract. If the escalator applies to a non-guaranteed season and the player is released prior to it, he would not receive the benefits of the escalator. Contracts can also contain de-escalators that lower a player's salary for failing to reach performance measures. So, Oh, yeah, I went out, too. Yep, the Chicago Bears put in a salary de-escalator. They probably would have set expectations absolutely sky high. Oh, yeah, based off what he's done. Yeah, based based off what he's done, and they probably would have done, they probably would have time, add on, add on half of that. Bumped, bumped, a little, bumped it up a little bit. Right. So yeah. then when the time comes and he's not hitting, and he's not doing what he's supposed to be, then... We don't have to pay him as much. Right. Oh, that's scummy as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one bit. Right. I don't blame him for wanting out. Yeah. I don't either. I don't blame him one bit for wanting out of that. Nope. And I honestly don't think he'll even play for the organization this season. I think he'll just outright hold out now at this point. I would. I would too. For Dude, that's such a disrespectful clause. Very. Yeah. That is such a disrespectful clause. Now, now, I mean, I get it. Like, like there, there are examples where you can use it. Sure. So, like, so, like, perfect example. If you're signing on, a, if you're signing a player who ha- who has had, who has um somebody a little bit older, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick would have been perfect for this clause. Somebody you want to give a second chance to, like, hey, these are the expectations that we're setting. If you're not going to hit expectations, you're not going to get cut. You'll just make less money. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have been a perfect candidate for this clause. Yeah. He was a fucking roller coaster. There's an, another F-bomb. I got to cut him out. You do? Yeah, I'm dropping him. I'm dropping him like flies out Well, here. so am I, so it's okay. Yeah, this is just, you know what? This is the F-bomb episode. No, it's not. We can make it the F-bomb episode. Well, we're not anymore. Okay, well, I'm glad you made that decision. I got you, dude. Don't you worry. Yeah, I don't blame Roquan for wanting out. I think, I think you should want out. I would want out. I want him in Baltimore. I would love to have him in Baltimore. I don't know if it works out, um, but it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Well, the thing is, he's under contract. Like, it's not like we have to pay him to play him. 
Right, exactly. But I mean, it's one of those. I mean, now with that said, this would be a Baltimore move. This 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 would be a, this would be a ED, This would be a move that EDC would do. Yeah, a young, talented uh, linebacker that can do it all. He can rush the passer. He can get out in coverage. He can he can spy. He's fast. He's athletic. He's yeah. strong as hell. Yeah. Um, I like the move. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had a history of doing this stuff before. Um, not necessarily with Calais Campbell. That was a player who we were trading for for his name. I don't think his production has really lived up to what we've expected with Calais Campbell so far. No, I mean that is what it is. He's been a, he's been a his impact has been felt more off the field than it has on the field. He's which, been a, he's been a very big leader for the team as well. Which I which I think that was something that the Ravens have been had been missing. Sure, before we traded for him. Um, but it's something we did with Marcus Peters. Yeah, Mar- Marcus Peters has been in the NFL for what seven years by the time we traded for him. Maybe maybe one more, mm-hmm. maybe g- give or take a year. Um, so, and all we had to give up was a fourth round pick. Granted, Roquan Smith is going to be in a different situation because oh yeah yeah he's still on a rookie deal, and we would have to pay him a lot of money. We traded like a fifth round pick for Unique Ngakwe. Uh, yeah yeah, I mean I mean the thing with I mean with all the with all those guys, they were all all under contract for a longer period of time. The only thing I think that prevents us getting this deal done is the fact that we have to pay Lamar. Well, so I think the thing that we also kind of have to look into is like, yeah, we don't have a ton of cap space right now, and that's that's a, that's fine. Like maybe we throw in another, maybe we throw in a piece to make the money work. Like maybe it's like a maybe it's like a third round pick and a and a piece. Like maybe it's somebody uh, another linebacker. Uh, I I don't want to say somebody like. I don't know, maybe, maybe like somebody like Malik Harrison, who could go play for him. No, he is not over Roquan Smith's talent. Far from it. Yeah. But it's like, hey, here's another piece. I don't know if the money exactly works out, but it's like something to make the money work a little bit better. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's something maybe that's something that works out there. But the thing is, is like Lamar's extension doesn't affect the cap at all this season. Mm-mm. And we're going to have much more cap space next season, which is where it's all going to come into play. Right. So I think eventually we can make some money work. Um, and I think, honestly, I think Roquan Smith would be okay with taking a little bit less money from us than the Bears because he knows he's actually going to compete. <sighs> yeah, so, so right now the highest paid interior linebacker, which is what his position technically is. The highest paid one is Darius Leonard or, or his first name is Shaquille. Okay. That threw me way off. Yeah. That's what he wants to be called now. Okay. Shaquille, formerly Darius Leonard, his name is so Shaquille Leonard. He is the highest paid linebacker in the NFL at about $20 million a year. Reasonably next, so. He's a stud. Next you have CJ Mosley. Who's about, who's at about 17. Zach Cunningham at 14.5, Deion Jones at 14.2, and then Blake Martinez rounds out the top five at 10, 10 and a quarter. Those are your highest paid linebackers in the league. I think the Ravens were willing to give Bobby Wagner somewhere in the realm of, I think it was like 10 or 11 million. So in that, so in that case, that would put him as the third highest paid linebacker in the league. Um... Could they get it done? I think they could. I just don't. I th- I think another team is going to be willing to pay him more. Well, so I think the thing is, is it's it's not really uh, like that's not the that's not the big issue here. 
like we we can trade for Roquan and we'll have him for this year. Right. Do we keep him? Like, do we spend the eleven, twelve, maybe thirteen million dollars, whatever it is, to keep him? Who knows? But we'll get him for this season. Yeah, we we will get him for this season. The only positive thing if we don't end up retaining him is the compensatory pick. Which for someone like that, that would be in the neighborhood of probably a third or second round, probably a second round pick. Somebody as talented as Roquan Smith. Yeah, uh, they they probably give us a third round pick because they're like, I don't know how Baltimore does it, but they have fourteen draft picks again this season. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we, once again, I think we have like three third round picks or some something egregious like that again. <laughs> something something ridiculous. Yeah, something ridiculous like last season. Um, but while we're t- kind of talking about uh, people maybe not getting the respect they deserve, dude, it's time we put some respect on Mike Evans' name. And, uh, and, and here's why. Talk your shit, Tip. I, 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 I'm going to talk my shit. Mike Evans has been a dog since he's come in the league in 2014. That's the draft class. So he was, he was a second-rate wide receiver in his draft class behind Sammy Watkins. Uh, let me just throw out there, uh, OBJ was in that draft class as well. Uh, Brandon Cooks. That means uh, Jarvis Landry was in there as well. Oh, and uh, Devontae Adams was in that. That draft class. Second round pick. Second round pick. A lot of people say that Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver in, in football. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. Yeah. I think I think Devontae Adams is one of is is one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in football. Uh did you did you happen to know that uh Mike Evans leads Devontae Adams in uh every statistical category? That not until now? Yeah. Did you also know that Mike Evans has had a thousand yards receiving every single year in the league? I did know that. Yep. Yeah. Pure dominance. Yeah. Pure dominance. Uh, I think the only thing that Devontae Adams has on him is receptions. And that's only because he caught 123 footballs last season. Right. Um, which is just insane. So Devontae Adams has 669 catches for 8,121 yards. And 73 touchdowns. That's a damn good stat line, if you ask me. I would say so. Right? Mike Evans has 606 catches for 9,301 yards and 75 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's time we start respecting Mike Evans a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans is a guy who's, who, who's never really gotten the respect that he's been due. Um... And, I mean, those numbers just go ahead and prove it. Yeah, his average uh, per catch is also higher than Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is averaging 12.1 yards a catch. Yeah, Mike Evans is uh, averaging 15.3. He also has a 72-yard touchdown, or a 72-yard uh, longest catch. Devontae Adams is 66. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mike Evans is probably one of the is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league, dude. I mean, after seeing this, and I'll be honest, I slept on him too. I I looked at this, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, my man's is getting slept on. Mm-hmm. Like he's not even he's not even contention. Like no one talks about him being a top five receiver in the league. No, I me included. Yeah, I've, I I left him out. Mm-hmm. I can't now. I can't leave him out as a top five receiver. I think, dude, he was doing some of that with fucking Jameis Winston at quarterback. 
Look, say what you want about Jameis Winston. He's not a bad quarterback. Uh, well, his yeah. 30 interceptions in a year say differently. Well, he couldn't see. I know, blah, 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 whatever. Potato, potato. I mean, Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions in, a, 28 interceptions in one year, and he could see. Yeah. So, you, James Winston isn't Peyton Manning, though. No, I agree. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead. We're going we're gonna to solve that now. We don't want to get that misconstrued at all. Neither one of us believe that. We're just going to complete that math problem right now while we have the opportunity. <laughs> two plus two is four there. There's no other way around it. Right, right, exactly. Um, Mike Evans is a top five receiver in the league. My, Mike <sighs> Evans is a top five receiver in the league. I would have to think about that still. Why? I just would. But the numbers are there. Okay, very true. Very true. And 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 here's where, here's where I'm about to poke the poke holes in your uh, in your argument. Um statistically, Dak Prescott's one of the most successful quarterbacks in the league. Passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, whole nine. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I can probably find them, but I'm choosing not to. <laughs> but w- would wouldn't you agree with me? That st- that statistic statistically, he is one of the more successful quarterbacks in the league. I think statistically, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily make him a top five quarterback in the league. Okay, I'm not knocking Mike Evans, but just because he has the cons- just because he's more consistent than every other wide receiver in the league, I don't know if that necessarily makes him better. So let me ask you, let me ask you this. I don't think he's better than Devontae Adams. I don't. I think you can make a case for it after seeing this. Uh, well, I don't think he's better than Cooper Cup. I don't think he's better than Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Okay, I'll give you Justin Jefferson. You will give me Cooper Cup? <sighs> I don't know. I got to see more from Coop. More than just one season? Yeah, I mean, he's, okay. had, he's had one pop-off season. Okay. Well, I don't think he's better than Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's better than Devontae Adams. I don't think he's better than Stephon Diggs. I was a very big advocate for Stephon Diggs before he got traded to Buffalo. I knew Stephon Diggs was slept on when he was in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think everybody from Maryland knew that. Yeah. I knew, I knew he was absolutely so slept on. Maybe you could throw him in after there. Let's see. So, Stephon Diggs has been in the league since 2015. Um, he has 595 catches for 7,383 yards um, and 45 touchdowns. Or 48 touchdowns, I'm sorry. Hmm. So, I mean, in comparison to Mike Evans, no, the touchdowns aren't there. Um, but he's right behind him in receptions. Um, and there is about a 2,000-yard difference. Um, in receiving yards. Yeah. So that that's for Stephon Diggs. I don't know if I. In Diggs's favor. What do you mean? No, Stephon Diggs is is behind. Okay. By two thousand yards. Okay. With um, one season less played. Right. Um. But I also don't think he, I don't think he's better than DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. I I think I might I think I might take Mike Evans there. Would you? 
I think I might. Let's see. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins been in the league since 2013. Uh, 789 catches for... Uh, 10,581 yards and 68 touchdowns. So still has less touchdowns than Mike Evans. Has one more season and, let's see, 93, 10, 5, 1,200 yards behind him. Mike Evans is behind him. Mike Evans is behind D-Hop by about 1,200 yards. Um, And Mike Evans has... Seven more touchdowns. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, what if DeAndre Hopkins got to catch passes from Jameis Winston instead of the carousel that he went through? Playing on a team with Jameis Winston is a carousel. Well, the point, I mean, I mean, the, the point that I'm making is if you give DeAndre Hopkins in his early, the earlier part of his career the same quarterbacks that Mike Evans got to play with, I think his numbers are even higher. I think they are. Because some of the quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins had to play with were a train wreck. Let's see. When, when did uh, Deshaun Watson come into the league? Uh, 18. Same draft as Mahomes. Was it 18? Yes. Okay. He only had two seasons with D-Hop? Yep. Sure? Yes. Maybe 17. Oh. It, it, was, it was 17. 17. Yes, okay, 17. So, I'm sorry. So three, uh, well, realistically two seasons with Deshaun Watson. And Andrew Hawkins has had two seasons with Deshaun Watson two seasons with Kyler Murray. In those four seasons, he's had 1,500, 1,100, 1,400, and then 500 yards last year because he was injured. Yeah. So, I mean, before that, he had 1,300, 900, 1,500, 1,200, 1,800 yards. And, I mean, I mean, shaky quarterback play. I mean, he did have uh, Deshaun Watson, I think, towards the end of 2017, but... I don't know. I mean, you could definitely make a case for Mike Evans. I don't think he is a top five wide receiver. That's my personal opinion. Um, but of course, we are, we are going to agree to disagree on that one, I believe. I'm just saying, like, everybody says Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. And you can make a case for it. I mean, I did it for, for how long I, I said that he was, the best, uh, he was the best wide receiver in the league. Then you go and look at uh, Mike Evans' stats, and it's, dude, I mean, no one's even put him in the top five. When he's done it for, what, eight, nine, nine years? Nine years, he's been, he's been an absolute stud. I mean, I get it. I do. He's, he's definitely successful. I think he's definitely one of the most successful wide receivers in the NFL today. I just don't know if that makes him top five. I think it puts him top five. That's me personally. Well, right. Like I said, of course, that's something that we're going to agree to disagree on. All right, we'll move on from that. But but I do agree. People do need to start respecting him properly. Yeah. That that that's that's not a question. People need to start respecting him properly. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was like you got to start putting respect on his name. Uh, more of the story. We both agree. People need to respect him. I think he's top five. You don't think he's top five, which is fine. Everybody's got everybody's got their opinion. 
I'd put him top seven for sure. That was just such a specific number. I wasn't expecting that. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would definitely put him above the top, you know, 7.635 wide receivers in the league. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> the fuck is that supposed to mean, Kobe, right? You're welcome. the fuck's he talking about? Are you the same? Are you an animal and the same beast? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Um, do you want to talk about any preseason games or do you just want to move, power through that? I just power through that. It's preseason. Nothing really entertaining is happening. We kind of touched on some stuff as we were, as we were going along. So, um, The race is still hitless. Uh-oh. It's in the sixth. We're up seven fucking nothing. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is happening? Whoa, 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 whoa. Stand by, everyone. Okay, sixth inning. Here we go. Uh, Odor single to right. Santander scored. Hayes to third. Odor to second. You're right. Uh, remember, Urias sacrifice. Uh, sack fly to left. Hayes scored. Mateo single to center. Odor scored. Mateo, sec- Mateo to second. Mullins single to center. Mateo scored. We're up 7-0, and Adley Rutschman's at the plate, currently with a 2-1 count. I haven't been a 3-2 count. Uh, now it's a 3-1 count. I guess I'm just behind. That's fine. That's all right. I'll keep you updated. All right. Appreciate it. Gotcha, dude. Um, preseason games. Uh, like we said earlier, the Ravens extended their streak to 21 straight preseason games. Wins. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Giants beat the Patriots last night, 23-21. to uh, Damon Jones played, I think it was just a series. Um, he didn't do it. Didn't do a ton. I mean, oh, was, and Adley struck. Adley struck out. Damn it, Adley. That's fine. Uh, Daniel Jones went six of ten for sixty nine yards. What? <laughs> nice, Daniel Jones. Sixty nine yards. What a guy. Is he oh, the new Mill Hunter? He is the new Mill Hunter. That's sick. Uh, Tyrod Taylor went thirteen to twenty one for one hundred twenty nine yards and a touchdown. What a guy. Um. That was uh that was last night. Right now, uh let's take a peek. The Lions are beating the Falcons twenty three to twenty with two minutes left to go in the game. That's kinda cool. Uh Desmond Ritter out here showing out. Not really. Eight of nineteen for seventy seven yards at a touchdown. Does have six carries for fifty nine yards. Uh Drake London has one catch for twenty four yards, but he did apparently leave the game um with an apparent knee injury. Um so we're we're interested to see what happens there. Yeah. Um Jesus, this has just been a battle of the field goals. Which one? Uh, the, the Falcons and the Lions. Oh, uh, yeah. Detroit went up 7-0. Falcons tied it up. Detroit made a field goal. Falcons scored a touchdown. Went up 14-10. to Then, uh... That doesn't make sense. i to switch those. Bitch, what? ESPN's all sorts of <laughs> fucked up. It has... Young Hoku making a 47-yard field goal at the end of the second quarter to make it 17-17 after, um, after the, uh, the Lions make it 20-17. to eh. Right. They definitely got those switched up. Yeah. Uh, um, and then... Uh, wait, what? 
Okay, this is all sorts of fucked up. I'm done what with that game. What is your problem? Dude, it's not me. It's ESPN. They don't make any sense. It's all out of order. All right, well, hold on. Let me see. Let me see what I can find here. Find it here from CBS Sports. Uh, the Browns are winning 17 to 13 with 9:33 to go in the game. Uh, the Cardinals are currently beating the Bengals 16 to nine with a minute 41 to go in the second quarter. Um, the Eagles are beating the Jets 14 to three at half, and the Packers are currently up seven to three um, with a little under five minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, Trey Trey Lance just threw a 76 yard touchdown. Lit. <laughs> He's four or five for 92 yards and a touchdown to uh, to to Gray. Who? Danny, Danny Gray. Danny Gray. Shout out Danny Gray from SMU. There you go, Danny. Have a day, buddy. You just made the roster. You don't even know it. I can't wait to see that clip. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Jordan Love threw a 33-yard touchdown. Yeah, too. Watch, this is gonna end this is gonna end it says deep left to Danny Gray for 76 yards. I I, I imagine that this is probably another error on San Francisco. It's probably like a fucking screen pass he took to the house. I don't know. I giggle. Trey Lance can uncork a ball 76 oh, yards. Yes, he can. I guess if I can find this on NFL.com now. Bengals quarterback Brandon Allen, who was replacing Joe Burrow, is being evaluated for a concussion. Is that per chef? Uh, no. But I'm watching the Zach Wilson play here. Um, I don't really know what to think of that. Well, fans, just understand just understand the fact that if that if he doesn't if he doesn't play in week one and we have to and we have to play the um and we have to play Joe Flacco week one, guess what? We're fucked. Yeah, we're gonna lose. <laughs> we will lose to Joe Flacco if we have to go to New York. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Where is this pass? I gotta find this now. From Trey Lance? Yeah, I'm looking for it. It's probably not up yet. Well, I'm on NFL.com. Um, so let's move over um to the NBA here because that's the last little bit we have. Yeah, we'll just touch on a few things. Um, the Wizards are bringing back some classic jerseys. Yeah, back from the Gilbert Arenas days, uh, when he was threatening to shoot that other teammate, they're uh, bringing bringing back those classic classic jerseys. So and then he shot himself. No, he didn't. Gilbert Arenas shot himself. Should have robbed himself. Gilbert Arenas did not shoot himself. That was Plexico Burris, you goon. They're the same people. Next topic. <laughs> um, KD gave the uh, the Nets owner an ultimatum. Said it's me or Steve Nash. And the GM. I don't know. The and GM. the GM. Was it, is it Marks? I don't know. I don't know. Basically, KD said, yeah, I'm not going to be here if those two assholes are here. And the owner said, well, those two assholes are going to be here. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to be here too. So yep. those two assholes are going to be here and we're not trading you. So tough shit. Yep. Tough shit. You're going to have to deal with those two assholes. Uh huh. Um, but I think, uh, in, in big news, um, I think we touched on it last week. Bill Russell passed away. Um, the NBA decided to retire the number six out of respect for Bill Russell. Yeah, so that'll be the so that'll be the first number retired across all thirty NBA franchises. So that's pretty historic. Um, he is now the se- he's now the third player in North American team sports to have his number retired to have his number retired across the entire league. Um, first by Jackie Robinson, the number forty two of the MLB. Yeah, the number ninety nine for Wayne Gretzky. 
by the NHL. Oh. And now Bill Russell's number six will be retired. Um, I did read that also, if you remember back a few years back for a short four-year time and even last season, uh, LeBron wore number six when he was with Miami and most recently, most recently last year when he was with Los Angeles. He gave up, num- he gave up number six so Anthony Davis could wear 23. But now Anthony Davis wears number three. Now Anthony Davis wears number three, and LeBron still switched to six. I think in anticipation that the league may eventually retire Jordan's number as well. Um, or I think just out of just out of respect entirely for Michael Jordan. Um, but anyway, um, in addition to retiring the number six for Bill Russell, um, the Miami Heat are also going to retire the number six for LeBron James as well. Nice. Yeah. So so class move by Pat Riley and the owner of the Miami Heat, whose name I do not know. Um, but still a class act by the team. Um, that will be um, a, just another number retired by the Miami Heat. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know the reason why LeBron had to wear number six in Miami? No. For the retirement tour of Michael Jordan, out of respect, the Miami Heat retired the number 23 as, oh. a, as a parting gift for Michael Jordan. Nice. So that is why they... Um, I believe Jordan said that he would have given LeBron permission to wear the number 23. But he chose not to and chose to wear number six. I think Jordan respects LeBron a lot more than people like think. I think yeah. they think there's like this like big like rivalry, like they hate each other. I think there's a lot more respect between those two mm-hmm. than than what the media makes it out to be. Yeah. So now my question for you is, what number do you think LeBron's gonna wear next? Do you go back to twenty three, or do you think that's Dunzo? Hmm. I think he's between 23, and if it's available, I think he might wear two for Kobe's daughter. I don't think he's going to put on 24. He can't. He's retired. Yeah. So I think he might wear two for Kobe's daughter. Hmm. I don't know if it's available or not. I don't know if it is either. I'd have to look at the roster and see. But those are my two choices. He's either going back to 23, which I think is the likely option. Um, and then I think uh, putting on the number two for Kobe's daughter, um, I could, uh, out of respect for her, I could, I could see that as well. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I don't really have a number in mind, in all honesty. I think, it'll, I think I'll probably try to find a way to go back to 23. Currently, right now, Wayne Ellington is wearing number two. I think LeBron James could beat him up in the locker room and take that number <laughs> if he wanted to. <laughs> or he just do the sensible thing and pay him for it. Well, I mean, I mean, as of right now, Scottie Pippen Jr. and Lonnie Walker the fourth are both wearing number one, so that's a little spicy. <laughs> Caliente, let's see how that one plays out. Caliente. Um, but yeah, I just we just wanted to touch on that. I don't, I, I, I have, I have no clue what the hell he's gonna end up doing. It, that's yeah, just me. Uh, I kind of feel bad for everybody that was like. Had a 23 LeBron Lakers jersey and then was like, okay, he switched to six. Let me get a six. And now the league's like, hey, we're retiring number six. Go buy another one. Kind of sucks. It's not the worst idea in the world. Hey, that's how the rich keep getting richer. That's how, hey, I mean, that's why I'm still poor. Bingo. Because I'm going to go buy all three. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I, I don't have one. Um, Neither do I. So I think that pretty much does it for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on out of here. See if we can go watch uh, Vol throw a no hitter. Yeah, that's still alive. 
Nope. Well, there goes my evening. Uh, you have two consecutive hits. One to Siri at the top of the six, in the bottom of the sixth, and then uh, one to a Rosarena, but the one to a Rosarena end up, ended up going over the wall. Oh, well, good thing we had a little bit of a little bit of a cushion there. Yep, a little bit of a cushion helps everything. A little cushion. Yeah. Never so hurts. the Orioles are currently up seven to two after the Rosarena two run bomb. Oh, well, we're fine. Pull Voth, get the bullpen involved. He's still That's pitching. Voth is still in the game. Why? Just put the bullpen in. Uh, because he literally just gave up the home run three pitches ago. Okay. Well, just get the bullpen involved. We get a great bullpen. He just got uh, David Peralta out. Okay. So, well, let's get on out of here. Let's yep. get on with the evening. Mm-hmm. Go have some fun this weekend. Fingers crossed, yep. Fingers crossed. We got to figure out something for next week because you are going to be vibing on a beach somewhere. Yes, I will. In Ocean City. Um, so I got to figure out what exactly we're going to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whether we're taking a whether we're taking a week off or if I'm going to do a little solo show again, which is incredibly tough. Or maybe I try to find a, a, a little week replacement or fill in. Not replacement. Can't replace you. Fill in. Could do that. Yeah. Um, the spot will be open. Spot will be open. Um. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know, and I will catch you guys next week. Poppy, have fun at the beach. Yes, sir. Do my best. I will see everybody in two weeks. See you guys. See you guys.